Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Further Explanation, the Taylor Swift podcast. Where there will be... Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Where there may be no explanation by Taylor, but there will be from us. I am your co-host, Callie. And I'm Kaya. For anyone who's new to the podcast, hello, welcome. We are so happy to have you here. Nice Um, to meet you. Where you been? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, that was so good. Um, Me and Kaya are sisters. So for anyone who doesn't know, I feel like we haven't talked about that in a few episodes, so I just wanted to throw that out there. You mean it literally, Swifty sisters. Yes, (laughs) yes. That's not just a joke. We earned that that title, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So fun fact, this is our 13th episode on the podcast and we're talking about speak now music videos so that's pretty cool we're going to dive into the visual storytelling of each song analyze the themes and symbolism that taylor expertly incorporates into her videos and explore how she brought this album to life on screen and enhance our understanding and connection to how this album exists in her imagination this era of music videos is actually the first time that Taylor really took any creative authority over her music videos. We'll we'll talk about it, but it's kind of cool to know that this is really where her like directing and writing the treatments for her videos started. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It kind of adds a lot to speak now to me. So yeah, I mean, she wrote the whole album by herself, so she was the forefront of everything in this whole era. Yeah. Also, we're going to share some of the behind-the-scenes stories from the making of the videos. The Speak Now era is underappreciated visually, I think. And also for the fact that this is really when Taylor started to get more involved in the creation of the visuals, um, which I just said. So, (laughs) (laughs) Um, How many days out are we from Speak Now Taylor's version? 20? 20 days? 20 days. uh, So, I'm so... Like I can't, I can't really think about anything else. I have been so excited to just sit here and talk about the Speak Now music videos, just so we can talk about Speak Now. <laughs> For anyone who has missed our first few Speak Now episodes on the podcast, we have an album breakdown, we have a Speak Now tour breakdown and review, and then we also have our She Said Speak Now episode, which was kind of like our discussing math of being there when she announced Speak Now Taylor's version. And the fact that we we brought Speak Now Taylor's version to her mm-hmm. through our costumes and the arm lyrics that we wrote. So <laughs> this is just a happy time. I'm really excited. We could have some new additions to the Speak Now music videos here soon. We will. I'm going to go ahead and say that because we know what we saw. <laughs> <laughs> I am really... That's terrifying. I'm, I'm really excited to see how the visuals of that new music video fit into the rest of these visuals or how they maybe mm-hmm. just feel like something totally new. Yeah. Like, what does Taylor today, what is her visual idea of Speak Now mm-hmm. compared to the Taylor that had just made this album? I mean, it's annoying because for the tour, we get all these different ideas for all these albums. And for Speak Now, it's just tiniest little one note thing that <laughs> doesn't leave, doesn't give you much <laughs> at all. <laughs> what do you mean? So you get one snippet basically of a song and the big mm-hmm. gown from the tour, but that's it. We don't get any really ideas, new ideas on, on that era. Yeah. So she's forced now to acknowledge it. <laughs> And do something about it. <laughs> I'm also curious why 
she's giving every, seems like giving every Taylor's version era something new except for Fearless. I don't feel bad for Fearless. They don't get a music <laughs> yeah. video. It, I think it's really just because of the pandemic. And it was the first one and she probably just didn't. She's just testing the waters. But she made music videos for Folklore and Evermore. Yeah, but those are brand new albums. That was her first re-recording. Yeah. I believe her when she says she did not know if people were going to get behind this or not. Like, I think that it's because nobody has done this But on she her knew level. all of her crazy fans would. And there's a lot of us. <laughs> I don't Even know. Then. I mean, it's just so unprecedented. Like, there, there's no... She doesn't have anything to compare this to. But so, Fearless wasn't like a... Uh, like an insanely crazy success like Red was. Red Taylor's version was. Mm-hmm. So, what changed her mind to do a short film in between the two eras? Mm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I think it's just because how long we have begged for the 10-minute version of All Too Well. And I think it probably was just something she felt inspired to do. So, like, that's that's the thing. She If she wasn't, she might just not have been inspired to do anything for Fearless. Let's be real. Those vault tracks aren't that great. And most of them, I think, were debut songs. Those are not Fearless writing sessions. Then what's going to be on debut? <laughs> oh, she just, she had so much... From you know the pre-fame the Google era. Drive, the Google Drive of all those unreleased debut songs. I know, but I just feel odd. I feel awkward for Fearless. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is kind of sad, but I do feel like it makes sense. I mean, I'm just glad it's not happening for Speak Now. <laughs> That's all I'll say. <laughs> but like, imagine, imagine if she had given us a music video for like forever and always. I know exactly. It doesn't have to be a vault song, and shouldn't. <laughs> and speaking of, do you think that? That one music video that we saw, it, it's probably a vault song video, right? Do you think we're going to get another visual for a standard edition song? I don't know. And I don't want to get my hopes up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to expect anything more than I already know I'm for sure getting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although I have heard people, sus- not suspecting, speculating, speculating <laughs> that she's going to push Castle's Crumbling as this like, lead for Taylor's version. That's interesting. Well, see, how does Cruel Summer fit into all of this? This is so, oh my god, so annoying. So, apparently, she's pushing Cruel Summer as a single. (laughs) Apparently, she's pushing Cruel Summer as a single. (laughs) And she's giving it to the radio, and it just hit the top ten on Spotify for the first time since Lover came out. Oh, um, I didn't even see that. Yeah. And it's just kind of annoying. I mean, like, this is something we've been asking for since the album came out four years ago. Why wait until two weeks before Speak Now? Why? Why? I had this thought as a joke, and then I was kind of like, well, what, like, what if the music video she does for Cruel Summer, if she does a music video? I mean, it's a single, so I would think she might. Like, maybe she already recorded a music video back in the day, and she's just going to release that i doubt it but this thought (laughs) this thought that i had was watch this be the tour video like this is what the midnight's like airs tour era her airs era it gets the tour video which i wouldn't hate that we haven't had a tour video since 1989 and although i don't love the concept of a tour video in this situation i feel like it would make sense and it wouldn't detract too much from speak now taylor's version like I mean, I could totally see her doing like a lover revisit or something, honestly, because it's she owns it. So she doesn't have to do Taylor's version, but 
I could totally see her. I mean, capitalizing on how successful it is right now and how much it's kind of blowing up mm-hmm. and the numbers streaming wise and sales and everything. It's really doing well yeah, because of tour and because it's just kind of a, it's probably like the throwback album to a lot of new fans, if I'm being honest, you know? What do you like, mean? That's their like debut. Because <laughs> I feel like that was the first album that they mm. knew of her, really. Like, it marked a new era for Taylor, I feel like. Wow. The yeah. Lover era is like the pop album for new Swifties. Yeah, because a lot of new fans who joined like Lover folklore time period, mm-hmm. um, they talk about 1989 TV and Reputation TV in, in a way that's like, I'm excited to experience this because like I didn't mm-hmm. like her back then or because I just yeah. wasn't listening to her back then. I wasn't a fan. Yeah. I didn't wasn't aware. And that like for one blows my mind. But yeah. it's just that I think you're right about that. Lover was so like <sighs> We talk about this and every we get on this subject in every episode. But it was just so like made to appeal to so many people the most amount of people as possible and yeah i think me like new fans remember when me was a single and like they remember when you need to come down as a single they might not have been dedicated swifties like tapped in Mm -hmm. but they were aware yeah (laughs) and that was probably the first era a lot of new swifties were, were really aware of her and yeah that album is really loved by new swifties so much and like I I mean I don't get it <laughs> but yeah she could totally capitalize on it it's a good opportunity for her to um really just send its popularity into the mm-hmm. peaks yeah and um a cool summer is a classic for Swifties which is weird because it's really new but it's like an it's a classic for Swifties now so yeah I could totally see her doing that I mean she's pushing it as a single so she's already not afraid to change history even part of more. me part of me likes that she's just like yeah sure let's just make this a single and she's she's got that i'm gonna do whatever the fuck i want mentality like i like that but then just the actual decision of making cruel summer a single right now i'm like why now she really just can't ever be satisfied she has to dominate in every possible way from every possible angle from mm-hmm. the past the future the present <laughs> like she yeah oh, it's part she... of what makes her so fascinating is just all these things that kind of like over time have irritated the hell out of us. But, She's got some issues. <laughs> but it's so funny. Like I've been working on our folklore album breakdown for Folklore's one year anniversary on the podcast. And we're doing the Lover album breakdown for Lover's anniversary because they kind of go back to back. And it's so interesting, like kind of writing these outlines for us to record on the podcast and just the comparison of these two albums and how close they are to each other mm-hmm. and just it's just so interesting i'm really excited to record those episodes and share our thoughts on those albums i've been revisiting folklore a lot but specifically lover because i know we kind of like shit talk it a lot just in random episodes but i'm excited to actually talk yeah, I don't about think people it with you understand our opinions on it you'd have to listen you'd have to listen to our thoughts on the whole album to fully understand well so we talked forever about lover but back to the, <laughs> the point of this episode the point is that it's, she's trying to overshadow speak now but i won't let it happen <laughs> and we're here to 
battle her out. <laughs> so we're going to talk about Speak Now. If you are a Spotify listener, if you don't have time to listen to this entire episode right now, you can tap the plus sign and add this to your saved episodes if you can't listen right away. Kaya, I was thinking, would you? how would you feel about sharing your Speak Now era playlist with the people at home? With the people. <laughs> um, well, I don't know. Maybe. It's a way for me to get excited for Speak Now and like get in the mindset of the Speak Now era without listening to just Speak Now. You have to create the, the cinematic universe. If Kaya gives me permission, I will put the link to her playlist <laughs> in the show notes. So if it's there, okay. then she has given her blessing. Okie dokie. Um, if you're not already subscribed to the podcast, we would love to have you join the further explanation. Nation. Oh, wow. Just like the Taylor Nation. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so subscribe if you haven't already. And let's... Let's get into these music videos, That's shall we? How genius was I when I made up that name? I didn't even, I, I knew it would have a multitude of uses. First music video of the Speak Now era, mine. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, thank you for that, Kaya. You're welcome. Mine was directed by Roman White, who also directed the music videos for 15, and You Belong With Me. And you can tell it has that fairy tale like love story energy mm-hmm. um and also like the youthful energy it feels like it captures how old she is at the time obviously mm-hmm. it goes into the future but that's <laughs> the point also it has that like late 2000s visual quality to it that looks like weirdly edited and filtered but in a cool nostalgic way now mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um it was shot in portland maine So she said about the location, I wanted to shoot in the Northeast area because I feel like I've always seen that for the video for the song. Somewhere beautiful and picturesque where we've never shot a video before. We've never gone outside Nashville to shoot a video. It's like taking a field trip. so odd. (laughs) That's so weird. Imagine Taylor Swift never leaving Nashville to even shoot a music video. Like, what? And I mean, it kind of makes sense to think about debut and fearless music videos like she, makes was sense really, about she was really based in Nashville, but like, yeah, yeah they She's shot. still based in Nashville here. She bought her apartment. Even when she was country Taylor, she wasn't country Taylor. She's like, I'm obsessed with the Northeast and Maine. <laughs> and this is this country love song. I want it to be set in Maine. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. And um, talking about Roman White, the director, she said, I love his keen appreciation for a happy ending. I mean, if you just think about the videos he directed, you know, You Belong With Me, 15, like they just all have that almost like rom-com-esque feel to them where there's like struggle throughout the video, but you get that payoff in the end. I don't know if you want to talk about this now since you brought up the 15 music video, but there is a theory and it's kind of like a crazy tinfoil hat theory. But I don't know. I mean, it could be very well possible. It's about the Castle's Crumbling song. The 15 music video has very similar visuals to a Paramore music video where they say the word castle. And it's about a girl who has to like get disillusioned with fantasy and fairy tale and stuff and like enter the real world. Mm. It's like, it says bury the castle. And um, the music video for that looks just like the 15 music video. Like she had, Haley has like a little blonde wig and she wears a white dress and it's like a fairy tale and it's like CGI background with like all that. It looks the same. Hmm. And so that's part of the theory that like they've been writing songs about each other and their each other's lives as inspiration for so long. Because they have. We know that yeah. she wrote Speak Now about Haley. Mm-hmm. So that's very interesting, especially considering she's now featured on Speak Now Vault's song called Castle's Crumbling. Anyone out there who also loves Paramore as much as 
I do and also loves Taylor, then that was for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely have to bring that up tomorrow when we record the Speak Now TV tracklist predictions. We can talk about that more in depth, but that is interesting. Mm-hmm. The shot of Taylor in the trees with the photos hanging around her. This is so classic. Oh my God. One of the best visuals that she has ever mm-hmm. given us. And I actually didn't know this. I mean, it makes sense. But they had a photographer on set taking photos. But then they also had photos of Taylor growing up, just strung up amongst those photos that they took on set. I don't know. Something about that is just very endearing to me. It's sweet. It's like it's putting Taylor's personal life narrative into this fictional narrative of this song. And... That is just really symbolic and also kind of like foreshadows a lot of where Taylor goes on in her songwriting. I just really like that. In one of the behind the scenes clips, they're showing all the locals in Canabon, Port Maine. And one of them is like, this is huge. She's a big star. And this older lady goes, this is the biggest thing that's happened since George Bush. Oh my God. (laughs) What is he from there? Oh, no. <laughs> I don't even insane. know. But I thought that was so funny and I wrote it down so I could talk about it. <laughs> um, Toby Hemingway plays Taylor's love interest in this video. He's nice you to look at. to say? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought like a lot of the love interests in her music videos are kind of like just dudes. They just look like any, any random dude with a strong in- jawline and dark hair. Well, yeah. But this guy... This guy, really? he interesting. Has, and I, and I think because he's an actor himself, like he actually is in movies or was in movies. I don't know what he does today, but he just brought like an energy that felt less like I am the the man in this video. That was more like actually he he fed off of her energy in a nice way. I don't know. They just mm-hmm. had good chemistry on screen and it worked. So the whole storyline of this video is this couple meets. And then it flashes forward to the budding and unfolding of their relationship. And at the end, it kind of all blurs out of focus and brings you back to this diner. And you're left wondering if you had seen into the future or just into Taylor's imagination. On this topic, she said, when I see this guy, it just all starts to flash forward. And I see us together on the couch of our house and falling in love in this beautiful harbor town. And then it flashes back to the moment that we met and you realize we could see all of it the moment we met. And then she goes, isn't that cute? (laughs) (laughs) It is. It is cute too. Which was very gold rush. Hmm. Because she literally said this harbor town. Interesting. Yeah. Evermore in folklore, like the more time that goes by and the more you understand and listen to them, you you pick up more pieces on how it's, she wasn't just making this up. (laughs) Mm -hmm. She was pulling from things. I just thought that was very interesting. Like to your point, all of the connections, the more that she makes music and art, And the more that we understand what inspires her and where her creativity comes from, like those flickers of things that she wants to put into her art, the more connections, the things that she does have, like from her early career and her, you know, what she does today, the more Mm -hmm. you're able to be like, oh, this kind of connects to this. And I just love that. I really love that. It's just like this whole cinematic universe. (laughs) She just created a whole cinematic universe of her lyrics and her, I don't know. I love those shots of them just on the couch where her hair is kind of like, unkempt and it looks like she maybe just got out of the shower and her hair is mm-hmm. like 
You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. I love those shots. This is so funny. This is just like a random tidbit of information, but the boat where he proposes to her, they weren't actually out on the water. They were like right at the shore and they just <laughs> shot it to look like they were out on the water. <laughs> and they there was somebody like rocking the boat. That's so <laughs> to funny. Like make it look like, yeah. I thought that was hilarious. The flashback to young Taylor with her fighting parents always reminded me of Kelly Clarkson's breakaway music video. Do you know the one I'm talking about? Yes, and that was a very common thing in the girlies music videos back in the 2000s (laughs) like they were really reflecting on their childhood trauma and their um divorced parents (laughs) (laughs) yeah i like that taylor brought that to life in this video in that way that one lyric we talked about this in the album breakdown you made a rebel of a careless man's careful daughter but that's like a career defining like But she really expands on that in this video, which is something really unique about Taylor is that she can write a song with all of these little like just amazing throwaway lyrics. But then if she chooses to create a visual for that song, then she gets to expand on it. And it's like that's Mm -hmm. how she kind of zooms in on that one thing and takes Mm -hmm. it a little step further. That shot of him spinning her silhouette in front of the window. Mm Mm-hmm. That's just so good. Peak romance. So so pure. So, I mean, there's so much reality in this music video. Compare it to the music videos from Fearless. You have Love Story, you know, all the CGI and the fantasy of 15 video and You Belong With Me. That's like a little mini rom-com movie. This video really immediately roots Speak Now in a bit more reality than Fearless. It's like that immediate switch, aside from just the lyrics of mine that talk about like drawer of my things at your place and bills Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. (laughs) She shows you that visually in the video. (laughs) And yes, while there is that like dreamy flashback or flash forward, you don't really know what you're seeing. She has a good mix of the imagination, the fantasy, and the reality in this album. In the behind the scenes, she spoke about always looking at the footage as they're shooting to make sure she likes what's being captured. And to like make sure they stay on the right track and everything, which doesn't surprise me. But I find it interesting considering the path we're now seeing her take with her film career. I don't know if that was really common for artists to check consistently the footage that they're capturing on set of a music video. You know, I feel like they're probably like, okay, you got it. We're good. To just trust the director. 20 year old artists. Yeah. And the fact that she really wanted to have her eye on that stuff. She really wanted to be more involved. There's a shot in the behind the scenes of Taylor walking into this diner or like cafe from outside and she just got her sunglasses on and it's hilarious. Do you that see this so guy? so funny, yeah. <laughs> it looks like that Bigfoot photo. Oh my God. <laughs> I will put this photo up on our Instagram so you guys can see it. It is so funny. That is so funny. And it also does kind of remind me of La La Land because the whole mm. like montage in, in the end of La La Land where they show all this old footage of when like what could have been if they ended up together and then like they have kids and they like run around and frolic and stuff. Mm-hmm. When I first saw La La Land, I was like, oh, that really reminds me of the Mind music video. <laughs> it is so interesting that that might be what she pictured at that age, like for her. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, I'll just like get married and have 10 kids. <laughs> 10 little blonde boys yep. some tiny little small town and like pay bills and do normal stuff this video is like alternate reality taylor swift's life yeah yeah I, and i processed that as i said it and now i'm kind of like whoa <laughs> so how did this video depart from the fearless visuals what can we take away about the visual identity of this album 
based on this video? Because this is our introduction to the Speak Now visual landscape. It's a good connector because it's the same director. It has those mm. pretty glossy looking visuals from that era. Mm -hmm. But then it's like, okay, now we're on to something else. Yeah. <laughs> Got a different story to tell you. <laughs> and it still has that like, because I think as we go through the Speak Now music videos, we'll kind of see how she's not super consistent with having a like performance set up in her videos. Mm -hmm. Like it's less common in the Speak Now era for there to be like, yeah. Okay, we have a shot of Taylor just like singing the song to the camera. Mm -hmm. And that's what that, you know, that Take shot. More artistic liberties. Yeah, that's what that shot of her in the trees was in the mind video. But, um, mm -hmm. you know, she is starting to veer away from that in the Speak Now era. Yeah. Mine was a very good lead single because it felt like it felt like a bridge from Fearless to Speak Now. Mm -hmm. It was a very classic country pop song. Like it had this all the ingredients, but it had a little bit more rock flavor. <laughs> What did you think of the fashion in this video? I like it. I like this era of fashion. It's very simple, classic. Yeah. She wears like, like just a lot of normal person clothes in this video. Yeah. Like you see mm -hmm. her. She's trying to be a normal person in this video. She's playing a normal person as a character. Mm -hmm. That's also how she dressed. I have a lot of pictures saved of, on my Pinterest of her in this era. And like I'm trying to find every outfit she ever wore in 2010. <laughs> and I really like her style a lot. Mm -hmm. It's like feminine dresses. It's youthful, but it's more mature. She's experimenting a little bit. But she's staying on trend. Yeah, I like it a lot. Okay, so what would you rate this video out of 10? That's hard. I don't rate things out of 10. Um, eight? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I think an eight is fair. It's very iconic. I remember watching, I remember mom being on the treadmill downstairs and it playing on the MTV music videos <laughs> on the TV and watching it when I was seven. Yeah. And I never forgot that. <laughs> The next music video of the Speak Now era is Back to December, directed by Johan, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Lemoine. No, let's not even try. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, we didn't do this for the last one, but we're going to do this for this one. So we're going to play the music video and yes. watch it together and just talk about it. So it opens with uh, this love interest walking through the snow. Something that always confused me about this video is I feel like it starts at the end of the video. Like it's a loop. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it does. Mm -hmm. I love her look here. I could never, mm. never stop talking about it. <laughs> it's so good. Give me a mic and I will talk so long about this <laughs> this look. It's like the Back to December outfit and those Sparks Fly black boots. If you've been following along to us, I have an annoying obsession with like time periods and fashion and culture and music and everything, how it relates. And I have a specific era of like 2008 to 2011-ish. Nah, maybe not that, but you know what I mean? And it's like <laughs> the wintry, the drabness. Speak mm -hmm. now fits in so well to this. This video is so peak that. I feel like this video most perfectly captures Speak Now. Because mm -hmm. she feels so mature, but she's obviously she's still a young woman, but she's like learning what it is to be like a woman. Mm -hmm. And she's she looks more mature. She has I love I just love this outfit. She looks like she's just in disarray. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Her hair is in a messy bun. The bangs, debut. which we'll talk about. Yes, the bangs debut. We've never seen Taylor with bangs before, and then we never will see her without them again. So <laughs> after this, and then. 
not after this, but you know what I mean? Now we never see her without them is what I meant to say. It's it's not like a permanent thing for her here. No, no. These are just a wig or a clip-in or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, her little cardigan, her tank top, like this is so like, oh, I'm just like a girl in, oh, her, my in God. her apartment. <laughs> I wonder how it would look to put the car- the song cardigan over this music video. Oh my God. I need to see that now. Okay, that's a good thought. Um, But yeah, her outfit is just so like, ugh, like every young lady, (laughs) every young woman wants to look like her in this music video. Like, just so, I'm just wallowing in my apartment with my cardigans not even fully on my shoulders. That's how sad I am. (laughs) I can't even like- Can't even be bothered to put on makeup or take my clothes off before I get in the bathtub. No. And my hair is so messy, but it's perfectly placed. <laughs> I'm love sitting it. on the kitchen so... counter because I didn't want to pull out a chair. <laughs> and I'm writing in my journal and I'm <laughs> I'm clutching my head. <laughs> I love and I'm it. I'm looking it's out so the good. window and there's frost on the window. And it's cold and you can see my breath. <sighs> <laughs> no, but she gets it. She just gets oh it. God. This video is just it's beauty it's grace it's everything yeah well let's really quickly a little background to this video is that this director actually sent in a treatment for this video which is really cool fully unprompted he was like i think it was even before he knew this was going to be a single yeah he heard the song and was like i have to do this i see this (laughs) in my head and i applaud him for this i almost wish that he would work with taylor again just because i feel like he had a vision Yes, and it was really cinematic, one of her most cinematic videos at that point. Yeah, it was just like her first time doing something that was really artsy and creative mm-hmm. and like just visually yeah. stunning. It's just and stunning. her performance shots in this video are not like I'm standing here performing. It's like she's just singing as she's, she's feeling it, going through it, which feels a lot more natural mm-hmm. and natural for the song and just natural for the, the video itself. I just think it was cool that he was so passionate about it that he had this idea for it and he sent it to her and she went with it, which was a smart choice. Yeah. Okay. Let's keep watching. Oh, His wait, outfit wait. is so perfect, Did too. they just do that at the same time? Yeah. It's showing that their emotional pain is like on opposite ends, but they are both in the same turmoil. <laughs> I have literally never noticed this. So this is at shot at like 104 in the video, but she like clutches over in pain and then he, it cuts to him doing the ex- exact same thing. Wow. Okay. <laughs> wow, just all the parallels. Mm-hmm. Those fingerless gloves. I love <laughs> me some fingerless gloves. <laughs> I love his outfit, the scarf. <laughs> so high fashion. Oh, let's talk about the bathtub shot. Taylor said that that was one of her favorite scenes of the video. Mm-hmm. She said there's just something so sad about sitting in the bathtub mm-hmm. with your clothes on. Yeah, I love it. Just looks, it's just you're in winter in this music video. This is winter, the video. <laughs> I also remember like... Oh, that was such a good shot of like her lips and down. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember the director or not the actor saying like, yeah, my whole job in this is just to like walk and walk and then keep walking and then walk more. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of felt bad for him. We just had to walk in the cold for like hours all day. I did feel like it was kind of funny that like just the places that they had him walking, like he was just on like a softball field or something. Yeah. And he's like by this highway. There's like trucks driving by it just kind of looks like a small town which is cool yeah it it's it's kind of funny to me but also i guess it just makes it feel more real Mm -hmm. because if he's walking by some like beautiful landscape that had like a some meaning it would just be like 
who it just feels very like this he's just literally just walking <laughs> you know like this is where he happened just to walk in this, and keep walking. this kind of like dingy winter town you know mm-hmm. and the fact that it snows in her room is just yeah oh my god i have so many things to say about that beautiful i think it feels so funny i feel like we're like the aquamarine actors doing commentary in the movie <laughs> Wait, this shot, this shot right here, it's at like 2.08 in the video. If you guys are not like listening to this while driving and you can actually like watch this with us. With the class. It's at 2.08 in the video. And he breathes and you Mm -hmm. see his breath and then it's like she gets a cold brush of air. I don't know if I ever noticed that. That's awesome. On her shoulders. And it's like that same thing of how they're connected. And I love it because it's like her hair's up, but Mm -hmm. it's, it's messy enough to where when that gust of air does blow on her you see her hair move and she like looks up and ooh, chilling. And she gets chills like you can see the goosebumps on her back mm. it's crazy yeah because this video a lot of people would write it off as boring or just no plot or anything but there is a plot first of all you just have to get to the end to find out mm-hmm. and it's so funny because like you're watching this you don't even know what you're watching until the end so the symbolism every little detail i didn't even realize that i don't think i mean i'm sure i did at some point but i totally forgot mm-hmm. the subtlety of this video is its strength Mm, yeah like i get chills every time i see that shot of his like his breath on her it just shows Mm -hmm. and in the behind the scenes they talked about that shot and how it's like these people are so connected that even in both Mm -hmm. of their grief over this relationship yeah they're still like feeling each other they can still which is so sweet (laughs) so Mm -hmm. sweet and (laughs) let's talk about the snowing inside thing because taylor talked about that a little bit in the behind the scenes and she's like you know it's like that that kind of heartbreak that you can't escape it you know like she's you know in the song back to december so she's haunted by this this thing that happened in december snowing inside it's like kind of symbolic of her emotional landscape in her mind she can't escape this sadness it's she is mentally in this feeling she's mentally in december mentally i'm in december (laughs) (laughs) and always except physical i'm in december Yeah, she just looks so dejected and natural. It looks such like natural beauty. I love even looks that so tank good. top she's wearing is like kind of frayed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the neutrals. It's, it's all. It all goes back to my my theme. <laughs> I think it is snowing outside. So she's trying to like escape the cold in the winter, but even inside she can't escape. Mm-hmm. This bike always really fascinated me <laughs> in this apartment or in this house. It's kind of cute. I like it. And this is, yeah, I think she bought her first apartment and moved out right before Speak Now came out. So mm. I love that she's showing like herself in her in a house. It's like the time in her life that she's in where she's moving out. I mean, think about Never Grow Up. It's so much colder than I thought it would be. Like mm. this actually has a lot to do with this video, like the visuals <laughs> here. She probably experienced this a lot, like the feeling of just being cold and alone in a new house and reflecting on everything. And I love how you watch this, this video even more important built in her in her house like it's it's empty and then it's like now mm-hmm. there's snow yeah. gathering on the floor on the mantle yeah. on the chairs <laughs> that boy is so cold <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way to sum up this video <laughs> that boy is cold <laughs> and i think she said in the behind the scenes that this letter that she's writing she's like i imagine that to be just like the lyrics of the song like mm-hmm. it's telling this person what you know this that you me need to tell my pride standing in front of you saying i'm sorry yeah like the apology that you know they deserve the fact that taylor lautner is gonna be probably in a music video for speak down taylor's version is insane it's actually too much so is this his house he no 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 
no, no. She has his jacket. She's returning so, his jacket to him. Yes, yes. And so she puts this letter of everything she feels to speak now mm. in his jacket. So he sees it when he is finally in his car and he gets his jacket. So he's been walking from her house to... Wait. No, because... <laughs> we'll see, she leaves. Wait. This is what has always con- con- Yeah, okay, hold perplexed on. Let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. He's so cold. <laughs> and then he finds it. Maybe it was his house. I don't think so, though. No, no, I don't think it was. No, I don't think it was. But either way, he finds this letter that she left in his jacket. And that's when he starts walking. And that's when he starts getting all head, put his hands in his head or his head in his hands. <laughs> it's just, it's confusing because she has this jacket. And rather than picking it up and taking it with her, she just leaves it on those stairs and walks yeah. like out of the house. And is that his bag too? Yeah. She didn't walk out of the house, did she? Or no, no, that's not the front door, is it? Maybe he came and picked it up or something. And that's why he's in his truck. That's the only problem I've ever had with this video is that that's just it's slightly... It's not clear enough what happened there. Yeah. it under You understand it even without knowing the detail yeah. of how he got the jacket. I doubt she's in his house because why would she be taking a bath in <laughs> And why would she be writing this journal in his house? This is definitely not his house. So she's just got his things that she needs to return to him. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and she leaves them there for him to pick up or something. And then he goes and drives and goes to sit on this this field, this this track field. Hold on. <laughs> did his car break down or did he just like pull off on the road because he was so upset? So he's just like stressed in his car. <laughs> yeah, because he probably just picked up his last things from their relationship. Oh. <laughs> Oh my god, Kaya. And then he puts his jacket on, he goes to sit on the bleachers, which that feels like something referencing their relationship. Mm. The bleachers, the football field or whatever. And then he finds the letter in his jacket, and that's the descent into depression that we see. (laughs) Kaya, the bleachers, you just said their relationship, they met filming Valentine's Day. I know, that's why I said track field, hello. You didn't catch up, catch up. This video does not get enough recognition. No, because you could just write this all off as wintry moodiness, but... There's layers. Plus the song. The song is one of her best ballads. I love this song. It's such an underrated song. It's just an overlooked song because everyone loved it when it came out. But now it's just like, oh, yeah, back to December. Mm -hmm. It's so good. Let's. We took 20 minutes talking about that. We we definitely should have done this for mine. I'm I'm sorry that we didn't do that. I'm, I'm sure our conversation for mine was not as good as our conversation right now for back to December. Would you have done anything different for this video? I think I maybe just would have made that ending a bit more clear made a shot that showed him picking up the jacket or maybe having her leave them on her doorstep or something yeah because she knew he was and then maybe his truck pulling in and her like watching in the window i don't know maybe it would have connected them too much physically but or maybe i still think it's good maybe just rather than like when she's sitting on those steps and she puts the letter in his jacket pocket maybe if she had picked them up with her rather than leaving them on the steps That would have made it more clear that she was taking them to drop them off. Like, I don't even need to see her see him at all. Or maybe not stand up at all and just put the letter in the jacket. That's enough to let you know that she was giving him the jacket back. Because when she got up and looked at it, it was kind of weird. I give this a 10. I'll give it a 9 out of 10. Because I love it, but it's not my favorite. So the next uh, music video is Mean. 
mean is something I feel like I don't watch as much as the others for some reason, but also it's kind of a song that was overplayed. So I didn't, I don't listen to it as much on my own time, except for when I did that revisit and I was like, wow, this is an amazing song. And I really appreciated it the way that I appreciate it when I first heard it when I was seven, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to watch this again, actually. So this video was directed by a man whose name I don't know how to say. Declan Whitebloom? Yes. I was like, Declan? <laughs> you never heard of Declan? No. That's funny. But um, he also directs the music video. Not like heard. I'm not asking if you've heard of the person. I meant if you've heard of the name, by the way. I wasn't being like, you don't know Declan Whitebloom? No, no, I know. I don't think I've ever <laughs> okay, heard okay. anyone with that, that name. name. Okay. But he also directed the video for ours, and we are never ever getting back together. Now, okay, I love that, and I love all these videos. They have a great story. They're very fun and entertaining to watch. So, a little backstory for this is that directors sent in treatments for this video, but Taylor didn't feel like any of them fit the storyline of the song. So, she wrote a treatment herself and just reached out to Declan because this was someone she wanted to work with. And so she just said, this is a treatment I wrote. Do you want to work on this with me? Because she had the idea for this to be set in a theater. For the theater kids who are getting bullied everywhere. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so this video marks the first video that Taylor wrote the treatment for. So just something I wanted to call out. And also the stage and theater aspects of the video were Taylor's idea. I love that because that's a huge theme for Speak Now, the Speak Now era. The whole Speak Now tour is set on a theater stage, which is such a specific idea and a vision to have for an arena tour. It just feels so intimate and warm and like you're in this little theater and it's cozy and it's imaginative and yeah. This theater was built in 1925. And so if you think about like a lot of the visuals on the Speak Now tour, Taylor does have like a lot of those dresses that she wears are very like 1920s, 20s, 30s. Yeah. And so the director loved the gold and the red in the theater, and he showed it to Taylor. The fact that the theater looks exactly like the stage for the Speak Now tour is kind of a lot. It's a very old-looking theater. It has those little shells, lights. Mm -hmm. This music video aired in May of 2011, and the Speak Now tour started in February. But I'm not sure when they filmed this music video. I almost yeah. would say that they probably filmed it before the tour started. But not before they designed the stage, probably. But I don't know. Like, I feel like they probably were happening at the been, same it time. It might have been in tandem, yeah. They kind of inspired each other. And Taylor probably having loved this music video that they filmed and loved this. But if it came out in May, I do feel like if the tour started in February... Mm -hmm. Then she definitely planned the theater way before this video. But that's but that means that she just had that idea on her own. I mean, she wrote the treatment for this video, so. Mm -hmm. I think maybe more so back to December and now Mean, I feel like these two videos really encapsulate something very deep about Speak Now, the album. Like mm -hmm. this being set on the theater yeah. and then the Back to December video being her like saying something she needs to say to somebody. And you visually mm -hmm. see that. She's very firmly differentiating herself from modern country. She's doing country music, mm -hmm. but everything has an old twist. It has a vintage look. She's a very vintage gal. <laughs> and um, definitely not since debut. She doesn't, she doesn't associate herself with those visuals of modern country music mm -hmm. at all. She's putting herself in a more timeless visual. She's associating herself with more things that are more timeless and that appeal to more people. 
and are more artistic, honestly, because let's be real, modern country music, especially at this time period, was very just like, you have to have the look, you have to have the glam makeup, the big hair, the boots, the beer, <laughs> you know, and that's not, she wasn't, she was aiming for something way higher, and she was also trying to appeal to the masses and trying to break through as a pop artist mm-hmm. eventually, so yeah, it was very smart to do that, because it appeals to way more people this way. Mm-hmm. She's doing the old banjo people on a porch, like, looks like the 1930s or something, <laughs> It's very cool. Let's watch the video. Oh, beautiful. And the fact that the red and gold that you said, like the red lipstick and the gold dress she wears on the tour. Mm -hmm. And I love that she has her band in this video. This is the first Speak Now video where her band is present. Her band is so important to this era. And this is so much more important for the gays than You Need to Calm Down ever was or could be. I'm sorry. Like, Mm -hmm. she did this in 2010. I was referencing that scene where all these football players are mocking this guy with a fashion magazine. And he literally looks exactly like Blaine and Kurt from Glee, <laughs> which is Glee's peak was around this time, which is so funny. That's what it also feels like is like that Glee. I mean, Glee was very important for the gays in this time period. We didn't have anything. <laughs> and Glee was like, I'm going to put you in the mainstream and be openly making openly gay like normal. Yeah. <laughs> Even if it was, you know, it had its flaws and its representation. Mm-hmm. But I just wanted to mention really quickly that in the behind the scenes of this video, Taylor said that this song was a reaction to a version of a bully I was experiencing. But I mm-hmm. never imagined that it would go out and enter people's lives and kind of represent all the bullies that other people are experiencing too. Mm-hmm. And I think the concept and the approach to this video was a smart move for Taylor to really relate the song that was very specific to her for a much broader audience. Mm-hmm. You know, like she didn't make this video. She didn't center it about her. She directly was showing examples of other people relating to the song. Mm-hmm. Her makeup looks so good. And I love that dress so much. Yeah, this really does help capture the, um, it feels like a, what's that word, vignette or whatever, mm-hmm. of the Speak Now tour. Like, mm-hmm. she does this on the Speak Now tour, basically, with this outfit. Oh, I love how it, like, zeroes in yeah. with the stage lighting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this setup happens on the Speak Now tour, and this video is like, let me tell you a whole story about this. <laughs> I don't know why I never really understood this, but I guess I thought that when the video starts and you see that theater stage setup, it just didn't click for me as a kid that the rest of the video takes place on that stage. Mm. Like every shot you see was filmed on that stage. And one of the behind the scenes, Taylor was talking about how like, I just loved how one second you see a set of a prairie setup, And then two seconds later, it's this like fashion runway. And then two seconds later, it's a bathroom stall. And just like how quickly the crew working on this video were able to change sets. That just says so much about the Speak Now tour. But um, something I wanted to say really quick, the video starts with Taylor on that prairie setup, which kind of represents like her humble beginnings. And then she then shows you all these other characters, where they start and where they end up. But she like positions herself among them as well. I said that kind of weird. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, the mean lane. So so iconic. Oh, and that transition. The little Star Wars transition. Oh my God. (laughs) God, I love the sets, the clouds and the birds and everything. And I love that they recreated this train. Yes, from the photo shoot. From the album shoot. Oh, this outfit, the hair. Speak now is the best. (laughs) Oh, and this shot. Okay, so this is when Joey King comes into the video and she's got that like Mm -hmm. blue bow. And Mm -hmm. then all the other girls make fun of her because they have pink bows. 
Mm-hmm. It's so good. Taylor said that she specifically wanted there to be a little girl in the video to showcase the bullying that goes on as like a reflection mm-hmm. of her own experiences. Mm-hmm. And she was so connected with with like kids at this time because she said never grew up she wrote it for the seven-year-old eight-year-old girls in the audience mm-hmm. and the fact that i was that age and, and she did this in the music video it was just so good i love it can i just say that i really enjoyed that for this line of the bridge of and i can see you years from now in a bar like that whole thing mm-hmm. it's not like cut to some person in a bar but i like that they actually did kind of show that but just in a way that fits with the theme of mm-hmm. the video. I don't know. I just like that they did that with that train scene. It wasn't just her just sitting on the train, but they kind of like further incorporated that into the lyrics. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of acting in a way that's like a silent film kind of acting, like very over the top, which is of the era that mm-hmm. she's kind of emulating here. Mm-hmm. But this look, I just can't get over this look of her in the train. It's one of her best looks. I feel like the makeup, the hair, the outfit, everything. It's so good. That shot of Joey in the stall just does something to me like watching Mm -hmm. her sit there all sad and alone and that spotlight hits her and she mouths the words to the song gives me chills because like they're showcasing what taylor's music does for people Mm -hmm. and then at the end you see joey in the audience watching taylor perform do you see that willow what do you see that willow sign behind her no (gasps) what the fuck what ever seen that well it wouldn't have had any reason to like call your attention until now but oh my god what she's terrifying she is terrifying you think she's like was watching this video and like mm, maybe i'll write a song called willow <laughs> we are at 259 in the mean music video and there's like a street a sign street sign that says willow it's on that little like mm-hmm I don't know what the thing's called, like a farm thing. This looks exactly also, this looks exactly like Somewhere Over the Rainbow in mm. Wizard of Oz because it has the same sepia tone too. Oh, wow. That's so good. That's crazy. And I love how it like that mm-hmm. backdrop comes down behind her and then it yes. pans up. so good. This dress, this dress. Mm-hmm. This literally is the dress for the blueprint for the speak- for the Fearless um, Eras Tour outfit. This is really what she was going for, which makes no sense. Like, why? Yeah. Why are you trying to recreate Speak Now for Fearless? Why are you trying to give Speak Now songs to Fearless? But this look, her makeup and her hair, one of her best. I'm obsessed with it. When Taylor was talking about the final performance scene in this dress, she said, like, she was talking about how much she loves this dress because she's like, every time you move, the dress moves. Mm-hmm. That's exactly why we love the Gold Sparks Fly dress so much mm-hmm. because it moves with her and it makes any move she does look mm-hmm. a million times better. This is the best the best part of the whole video for me mm-hmm. right here where you see Joey in the audience. She finally gets her retribution. Watching Taylor. I'm overwhelmed. I have so many things to say about this. So the, like you see her in the audience watching Taylor perform and I would say this is probably the first music video where Taylor gets like sort of meta and like self-aware. Like for this <laughs> little girl getting bullied who if you were a Taylor fan at that time, that probably felt like you mm-hmm. and getting to watch this little girl cheer her on and admire her and look up to her like that was a lifeline for her. Mm-hmm. That was my lived experience at this time. <laughs> like that's what I was doing when I went to the Speak Now tour. That was me in the audience being like... <gasps> Oh my God, there's hope for me. Like, it, the, and the fact that Taylor knew that and understood that. She was aware of that, that connection. In the video, would you have done anything differently for this video? Mm, 
No. It's just not one that I ever feel compelled to rewatch. Yeah, I mean, it's a very simple plot. Mm-hmm. You know how, you know exactly what's going to happen. And it's such a turning point from the mind music video because the mind mm-hmm. music video was just so simple like what i said like it felt like fearless almost but the next step to, from fearless and here she's evolving into like this artistic like performance art almost it's it's very meta because she's on stage with all all of these things that are taking place on a stage mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's very her evolution during the speak now era is like one of her most important ones okay kai are you really excited because the next music video is <sighs> If you didn't get that, that's the story bus. That's the story bus intro on drums. Wait, we didn't rate it, the music video. Oh, right. Rate mean. I'm going to give it a nine. Um, I think I would give it an eight. The story of us looks a lot like a tragedy now. For those of you who don't know, <laughs> I love this song. This is my song. And I dressed as her in this music video for the Eras tour when Speak Now was announced. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> Also, it went like my tweet about it blew up and got like fourteen thousand likes, which is like my lowest, most liked tweet ever. And a bunch of people were like, "Oh my god, I'm stealing this! I'm doing this! I'm totally stealing your idea!" And like that is my worst nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing Kaya hates more than a copycat. <laughs> well, there are definitely things I hate more, but I have a pet peeve, a very specific pet peeve about copycats. Copycats. That's just not so silly to say, but you know what I mean. <laughs> the story of us was directed by Noble Jones. I love your first point that you wrote. Thank you. That is similar thoughts that I have. That point was that this <laughs> video really feels like something that I would watch on MTV. Like something about just putting Taylor and her band playing this rock song in like a random place, especially a library where it's like supposed to be quiet feels very 2000s alternative rock music video on mtv that i would watch on like a saturday morning and also behind the scenes videos she was like i wanted to feel very like preppy and like academic and like that at ivy league school or something like these preppy people studying at the library and stuff (laughs) okay let's play it i love the jump cuts that go to the beat of the song the way that the book comes out of the bookshelf all magically i love that her band in the video that's genius. This is now the second video of the Speak Now era that her band yes. is present. In. And her hair is straight, which is notable because she never straightens her hair. Only when she she did that for the Our Song video when she was trying to be like a cool girl. It did not click for me as a kid watching this video that this shot here, because it's so quick. Like it just didn't really cement in my brain. But the shot at the very beginning of this love interest like in the bookshelves with her and she comes up behind him and they're like flirting it didn't register in my brain that that was like a flashback. Yeah, that's she's telling how we met and the sparks flew instantly. That's the beginning of their story. Oh, okay. Yeah, it just didn't. I don't know why. It just did not click for me as a kid. <laughs> yeah, but her hair is so, I love it. It's the, the same disheveled look. This video has the muted tones. It has the cardigans. It has the tights, the skirts, the tie. It's just everything. I love the fashion and the aesthetic. I could do without the shots of the pages being flipped. I like it, though, because it it leads you to the end whenever it uses the now, now, now in the books through words. Yeah. Which I yeah, love. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it just I love her band gets to go crazy in this video. It's so cute. They have such a good personality as a group. So this is a video that does have performance shots. 
And I love the performance shots so much. One of my favorite performance setups of any music They're video. so good. She's ever done. Yeah. She's just so in angst and just like, I, the shot this, of her fixing no, her hair no, stands I, out in my I mind so much. I was trying to like learn how to do that. Like the, cause she does it for just, you, you think she's going to stop and then she just never does. She continues fixing yes. that one piece of hair. Yes. I, Kaya, I was so watching this perfect. video, like writing the outline for this. And I literally stopped and I just went on a rant about this this shot because it's mm-hmm. i love that you said that too you just get me well that's just the most important one of the most important shots of her career <laughs> yeah this hair just her face her acting her performance her everything is just perfect she's just shot. like she's trying to compose herself but, but in she just, like in like a sarcastic way like yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm not okay but i'm mm-hmm. i'm like i'm trying to look mm-hmm. good like, oh like, look watch me fix my hair and then fix it again and then fix it again <laughs> there's it's just it's too perfect it's too mm-hmm. perfect I think it's so funny how when she sees him, she's like, ooh, ooh what am I going to do? And she's like banging on the table, like so awkward. And he's just like yawning, mm-hmm. taking oh, his glasses so off. So annoying, of course. He hasn't even noticed her yet. Please. And it, and it goes to him at that line where he's like, and you're doing your best to avoid me. Mm-hmm. And I think that is so funny because it's like, it might not mean this at all, but it could be taken as like in that moment when Taylor was inspired to write the song, she was like, you're doing your best to avoid me. But maybe this person actually was just unaffected. Or maybe maybe in comparison to how affected she was, it felt like this person was not. Well, you just don't know when someone else, is, what they're feeling on the inside, when you're both trying to compose yourself, you only are aware of how you are feeling. Mm. And also men, they are so nonchalant about everything. So you never even know like what they're really feeling. And that's their whole thing. So... Mm. <laughs> I love these shots of her, like, on the desk, her face close up. Mm-hmm. So beautiful. Her makeup is beautiful. Winter-toned makeup. I like the way she fixes her hair, and then she just, mm-hmm. like... Just messes it up again. She just gets to be her free self in this video. I love it. All the shots of the other people in this library with them, I love them, and I don't know why. Yeah, because they're all dealing with their own internal stuff, too. That's why a gr- library is a great place for this music video. Because it's everybody has to be quiet and composed, but they're all they're all college students, so they're all dealing with the most insane shit on the inside, and they're all tired of it. I love it. It just seems like ugh, like we're not respecting like this place is not a respectable establishment, even though it's like an Ivy League school. You know, like we're just gonna throw shit. <laughs> we're all bored and also tired of everything. <laughs> and I obviously didn't think about this when this video came out as a kid because I hadn't gotten to this age yet. But the fact that Taylor was at the age where she would have been in college. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Which is why it's so even more personal to me Because it's now. like, there's just layers to this. Like the fact that she mm-hmm. experienced the feeling of this song in her way that like nobody can really relate to. And but- then she put it in the context of a classic college, something that's very relatable, a situation that all people her age were going through, but she just never personally experienced. Thank you for so finishing brilliant. my sentence. You're welcome. And that's what she did with Back to December, where she's like moving into her own apartment. She's putting her personal timeline on display in these music videos in an artistic way. And like with me, and she made that thing about her be about all these other different people's experiences. Yeah. The vision for these videos are brilliant. It's really just... It, I never realized how much of like a coming of age era this was, like mm. growing into young adulthood before Red, where she's like, okay, now it's late until I'm going to party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This shot of Liz Hewitt making this out with this guy. This scene is amazing. It changed how my life. How iconic is this scene? I, I love, love Liz Hewitt. That, like, what? why did she, why did she do that? And I love that she did that. I love that she did it. I don't know why she did it. It just added to so much to the video. <laughs> like, what an iconic scene. 
And then it, those jump cuts to the guitarist. Yep. Is that Grant? Can't really tell. I love all the jump cuts. They're so the quick. The song is so frantic and just energetic. And yeah. They really capture that. Her little high with her little cardigan up to her fingers. <laughs> so oh, many so cardigans good. in these music, music videos and so many braids. This is a winter album. I just can't talk enough about that outfit with the tie and the button up. For anyone who doesn't know, Grant was Taylor's, um, one of her guitar players. She looks so like the heroine going up to meet her prince, but the- then it just, it builds it up and builds it up. This is the best part of the video. Mm-hmm. Whenever it's building and building and building, this guy is drumming <laughs> so obnoxiously in the library. The way she slams on the, the books, killing me on the... Wait, too much is going on. <laughs> Wait, let's pause, let's pause, let's pause. Do you want to talk about this? Them, yeah. like, getting up. Mm-hmm. You think it's going to be, oh, yeah, this is a Taylor Swift movie video. It's about to rec- reconcile. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's setting you up for. And I mm-hmm. love all those jump cuts. You see these yes. other people studying. So it, gets, it gets more frantic, more panicked, because the song is getting more panicked. Mm-hmm. And it's building. And something I'm just thinking right now is that other jump cut right here, where it shows that guy drumming mm-hmm. uh, with his pencils or something yeah that is actually very interesting there's something to that of like taylor having a band in this video and these people are musicians but then there's also this college kid who's just like studying and he's in college but he's also a great drummer and so he's drumming (laughs) with his pencils yeah that's a really cute little detail that's why i like that they show just the regular kids in their library like dealing with their own stuff and like I love how it's not like a serious environment. When they pan to the guy who's been watching this guy drumming this whole time, we've never seen him before, and he's just yeah. like, what are you doing, dude? There's just so many smart shots yeah, in this so video. Many. It's brilliant. And they kind of get to each other, and they're like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It looks the emotion is very real on their face in this moment, and then I love how it's kind of undercut by the joke at the end. Yeah. How they're just like, eh. Yeah, they're like, there's so much to say. They're like, eh, whatever. The and end, she closes the book, the book. out. 10 out of 10. Nothing ever beats it. No one else understands it. <laughs> I wrote down, I love how much this video cuts to other people in this library with them. It almost feels like a musical. Another thing I wrote down is that the chapters segment this video, um, which actually reminded me of the All Too Well short film. Yes, interesting. She's. I mean, remember Dear Reader when she referenced Dear Reader in the post for Speak Now TV? Mm-hmm. Very fascinated by that and whatever that will come to mean. Um, she Story of Us is literally about, a, it's supposed to be like a play on the story tale, fairy tale in a story in a book. And she has chapters in the end and she takes place in a library. Just a lot to think about. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Noble Jones, for directing this. You gave us a true masterpiece. This mm-hmm. is cinema. 10 out of 10. And then we go to Sparks Fly. I saw something recently on the behind the scenes playlist. It was like a video of them on tour, like preparing for tour by the to the song The Funeral, which I love that I song. I watched that too. That is beautiful. I loved that video. That made me so emotional. If you out there listening haven't seen that or you just haven't seen it in a while, please go watch it. It really is emotional and it makes you just so ugh nostalgic for the speak now era and just makes you just appreciate those people so much and that song is beautiful but just proof like her taste in music at this time was so good and mm. it was rock oriented and mm-hmm. yeah, alternative indie whatever uh, you want to call it yeah now she listens to Gracie Abrams mm. are we ready to be that controversial on here <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to be that controversial I do think we need to talk about how she used the opening next to further herself basically (laughs) how fascinating except for in the case of owen but whatever 
I'm really not trying to hurt anybody's feelings who likes Gracie Abrams. If no, that because is... that's your prerogative and we have nothing against you. But. But. <laughs> also, I saw a tweet yesterday that was like Gracie and it was her. She posted something in 2020, like around summer of COVID. Mm-hmm. And was like, she posted a cover of a Taylor song and was like, I can't not love Taylor. And if, and if you have a problem with that, come for me. I don't care. How are you posting that in 2020 as if it's, like, a defensive, embarrassing thing to, to like Taylor Swift? That really uh, pissed me off. They posted it as if it was, like, a sweet, cool thing. Like, oh, look, she's actually <laughs> open up for Taylor. It's like, anyways, anyways, back on topic. <laughs> um, So the Sparks Fly video it was the tour video. As much as I would love a video for basically every song she's ever done, and I would happily love her to do that, but I think this was the best choice because this is such a hype. Like, this is a song that gets you so hyped and excited on tour. And it fits the tour visuals. And I feel like if she did a video for it, it would be hard not to, for, not for it to fall into the just kind of the fearless love story, mine even category of like, mm-hmm. um, you know, just cute romance and idealization. Yeah. <laughs> and Speak Now didn't really have many of those. Because she was kind of trying to evolve and just make a distinction between the eras. Mm-hmm. And I kind of think it is probably for the best that it was a tour video. I think that is the reason that I get irritated with the newer fans when they say, like, oh, Enchanted should have had a music video. And we maybe she'll do one for Enchanted for the re-recording. What, whether she does one or not, like, I'll appreciate it, whatever it is. But it's like... Because you just, you don't know what you're saying when you say that, you know? (laughs) Enchanted didn't have a music video because... It felt like she already did a music video for Enchanted with because of the Wonderstruck commercials. And, like, that seems ridiculous, but, like, in my child mind, I was like, oh, this is Enchanted music video. (laughs) And, yeah, and any music video that it would have had wouldn't have been much different than that. Yeah, it has the beautiful dress, it has the beautiful visuals, you know, that's kind of the extent. And maybe today, if she did a music video for it, her she could have some approach that you would not expect, but back then it would have been exactly those Wonderstruck visuals. It would have it looked just like that. It would have felt like love story, probably, too. Yeah. Because the, what I imagine is, like, her in a castle at, like, a ball and, like, meeting someone and waiting for, like, you know. But, like, I am a music video person so i would not ever say no to a music video i love a music video well let's just point this out kaya is a writer she writes plays she writes movies kaya is an actress i don't think we've ever (laughs) mentioned that on the podcast but when kaya talks about visuals when she talks about music videos she has a very distinct perspective and artistic point of view so well thank you you're so welcome (laughs) (laughs) i just love music videos are like just they define me as a human being like i watch we watch so many music videos as kids growing up Mm -hmm. and just the combination of music and movies that's what a music video is basically and it's just a very underrated art form especially in today's age where we don't even have mtv videos on tv anymore and where now everybody just looks for easter eggs in music videos Okay, anyways, <laughs> Sparks Fly. <laughs> I love that they show that they're building, how they're building the stage and everything. Very awesome. I feel like it's almost a thankless job because, you know, you have to build it all and then instantly take it all down and transport it to the next city. And it's so much work that goes into it. It's so funny because Speak Now color palette, you think winter tones, neutrals, dark browns, and white and black. And then you think also gold, red, purple, obviously, and mm-hmm. teal. I feel like so many people just associate Speak Now purple, and that's it. 
like makes me Ugh, sad. That's what's so annoying about the new era of fans and like the Taylor's version stuff. It just gets dumbed down <laughs> mm-hmm. to like the most basic marketable thing you can do. I do really appreciate a lot of the shots in this music video because they approach all the same things that are captured in the tour movie in just a different way. Mm -hmm. For context, the tour videos started because for Fearless, Taylor did a tour video for Fearless and she edited that herself on her MacBook. (laughs) Like just did that by herself. And I think I love the Sparks Fly tour video, like the one for Speak Now so much because it feels... It gives that same energy of like just captured footage, but it, it just feels a bit more elevated. Oh, and that shot of her flinging mm-hmm. her hair for better than her bench. I love how they have shots in the crowd with the fans too. That really brings you into the reality of the, there's people here, yeah. you know? And like whatever effect they put on this, it just feels so... It has like, it's like the pre-Instagram filter, like, you know, this yeah. is probably when Instagram started. Mm-hmm. So this was, yeah, the very early old filters on Instagram that we all love. This shot right here going up her arm with yep. the arm lyrics. What lyric is that? Let's go we back should know that. and take a look-see. Uh, Jimmy Eat World song. Oh my god, I love Jimmy Eat World. What song? Mixtape. This this video just really captures the magic of the Speak Now tour and the intimacy of the Speak Now tour and how, it, how connected it felt. Yep, I mean, you can't really rate that because that's... It's just the tour. Okay, on to the last music video for Speak Now. Ours. I love this video so much. It, it's the <laughs> Office parody video. Mm-hmm. If for those of you that don't know that, this is whenever the Office was also at its peak. Ours was directed by Declan Whitebloom. So the same director who did Mean and then later went on to do We Are Never Ever. That's so funny because We Are Never Ever reminds me a little bit of New Girl, sort of. Mm-hmm. He's he's very in touch with the youths and their TV shows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she wrote the treatment for this video. Just, yeah, just these shots of this office building. Like, it's setting the tone. 13th floor. Mm-hmm. The elevator. This is also, she has her bangs here. Had she cut her bangs at this time? Because I just always felt like her hair looked so weird in this video. And I know that they took effort to make her look frumpy and... Pam Beasley in season one. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. But, but I think it is her hair. Her bangs and this just is the look first... fried. I don't know, but she had bangs in this at this point. Well, let's see. When did this come out? December 6, 2011? Yeah, I think that's around the time. When was that Vogue photo shoot? That was 2012. So I think this was before she had actually cut her bangs. So that probably was a wig. Before? Mm-hmm. She posted it. Yep. She posted it December 1st, 2011 on Instagram. Got a haircut. Okay. So then this video came out December 6th. So it was filmed so she, before she cut her hair. Like right before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it came out at the same time, which is funny. That's funny. Well, she had the bangs in Back to December. I think she was considering a style change. I think she was seeing that she needed to evolve visually. She was trying to, I think, kind of slowly warm up her fans to the idea of her changing her hair, which I appreciate. (laughs) (laughs) I love this shot of her coming up to the paper and it's out of Mm -hmm. paper. She looks so done. She comes back with paper and it's like out of toner. And she goes back with Mm -hmm. toner and And she's like, where is is the printer? (laughs) It's gone. (laughs) I, I love that shot. I think mm-hmm. that shot really uh, encapsulates like that office comedy. And then the shot of her just at the water just cooler. staring at the sky. Just like, can you possibly take any yeah. longer? It was so funny hearing Taylor talk about the inspiration behind this video concept. She said, the inspiration from this video comes from a lot of different times that I've tried to do things other than music. <laughs> when, when was that, are Taylor? you talking about? 
on working jobs that you hate or jobs that have nothing to do with what you're passionate about. She said, it's that feeling that makes people want to escape on the weekends. It's that feeling that makes people rush home and see their families because that's what they live for. And I was just like, girl, when have you ever done anything other than music? You did this when you were 12. That's insane. And so I definitely think that that's a lie, but she probably <laughs> was maybe thinking about like, what if She's I had to do, what if, <laughs> what if I had to do something other than music? Not when have I yeah. tried to do something with the music, but like... Yeah, she was fantasizing about it at the start of this era, and now she's like, ooh, dodged a bullet. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, if my life, if I hadn't become a famous superstar, I would meet this guy in a diner, and then we'd have a beautiful family. And then she was like, actually, I'd probably be at a stupid office job. Bored <laughs> as hell. She was realizing that during Story Bus, whenever all the college kids were so <laughs> disgruntled. <laughs> it's funny. I do feel like she, you can really see visually in these music videos that like her understanding that her life is not a normal path. Like she yeah, doesn't experience normal things. the first time things. she's grappling with adult life. And as a famous person. Normal. Very interesting to like see that journey in the Speak Now music videos. My favorite thing about this video are those like home movie shots. Yeah, that's very 2011. Oh, and he's holding Meredith. Like, that's so cute. Yeah, this is definitely have the most chemistry with this guy in her videos from this era. Run out of there, girl. Get home. <laughs> Listen, this is not true, but this is just like a funny thought that I just had. This music video is in the same universe. Let's pretend that the guys are the same in this video and in the mine music video. This is what happens in between her having all those kids. <laughs> this is like the dreary day-to-day -day mundane life. <laughs> That's not glamorous. Like after the wedding, when you're just having boring days at your job. <laughs> oh, and the way she like waves him off in that little car. She's like, bye. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, I guess. You have to go off to Apparently war. she was like promoting tablets in this video or something too. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, that's so funny. Yeah, this was always an odd twist. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> and that's the video. <laughs> I appreciate what she was going for, but it just didn't quite land, especially with where the video ends. Yeah, it just felt like a weird, like, little, like, play to her, like, Americana, like, Like, trying to appeal to her girl. country audience. Did this song yeah. do really well with country radio? Probably, yeah. Because people know it. Like, regular people from our hometown know this song. Mm -hmm. And it probably did. I feel like that's probably what she was doing. Because, like you said earlier, she wasn't appealing to country audiences with the visuals of these, mm -hmm. of this era. But in this one, she kind of did there at the end. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Look, that's I'm a good American girl with my home, my husband coming home from war. <laughs> would you have done anything differently for this video? Yes, I would have. Yeah, I would have not had that be the ending. I would have leaned into the Jim and Pam aspect more because she's trying to go for a cute little story that everyone will buy into. Mm -hmm. But I think that would have been more fun. I don't know. Like as much as I appreciate the shots of all those people in the office with her, I feel like it just doesn't. It kind of lacks the humanity for other people. Yeah. <laughs> it's very like main character syndrome. Like, yeah, I'm the only one here that matters. Except she does have five the security guard. But other than that, it feels very like, you know, Taylor has a very individualistic look on life. And you can feel it in this video. It's like, none of you matter, which I understand that, like, working at jobs you'd hate, you don't want to be there, you don't want to be around people mm -hmm. sometimes, you just want to go home to your life. That's totally understandable mm -hmm. and relatable. 
but yeah, it doesn't really come across very well from her. <laughs> or like made it just a little more fun to watch or like enjoyable with the people there. Like maybe she should have like had had a friend, made a friend at work or something, yes. you know? Because what it what she went for is she's trying to tap into like everyday the everyday person's life and how yeah. dreary it feels. But what it feels like is pop star Taylor Swift is mm-hmm. role playing as like what your life is probably like. But that's not her reality, and you're kind of left feeling yeah. like, ugh, yeah, wish I could be her, and that was just, <laughs> and that was just my life in a two minute music video, and not actually what I live yeah. every day. Yeah, I do like the video though, but that's that's the issue with the video. I would rate it probably like a. I think I'd give it a seven just because I like the um the home video I, shots. Yeah, and I like the. It feels very on period of the of the time period, yeah. which I like. And I just like the song. The song is cute. Obviously, I'm not a fan of the theme of the song. It's so funny because, like, if you just give it to me straight, like, read the lyrics, <laughs> read the if plot, I'll be like, it to me I don't know about this. But I just, I like the song. I have good good feelings with the song, and I have good feelings with the video, so. I think I would give this video a uh, six. That's fair. I'm being a little too generous. Overall, the Speak Now videos have a nice balance, just like the album does, of being rooted in reality, but still maintaining some like fantastical elements. It's like that perfect transition between childhood fantasy and adulthood reality. It's a great mm-hmm. stepping stone between the fearless visuals and the red visuals. It's before she gets all ironic and meta mm-hmm. and like making fun of herself and making fun of feelings, yeah. you know, in the red era. Mm-hmm. She doesn't take herself seriously there. She's gotten made fun of for so long. She's like, well, I just have to join in on it. Mm -hmm. But this, she's still being very genuine and being very herself and true to herself and embracing those things that people make fun of without having to give it a little wink over the shoulder. They are very, all very in the same color palette. I do kind of wish there was something colorful in there. I don't know why. I just like visually my eyes, like after watching all these, I kind of, it's good that they're all on theme and I like that, Mm -hmm. but my eyes are just like color. I need color, (laughs) you know? Yeah. I'm so excited tomorrow morning, me and Kaya are going to sit back down again and we're going to share our Speak Now TV trackless predictions. Oh, I will talk about the Haley Williams. I will be talking about it. Excited. I just have like, I just want to talk about Speak Now forever and ever and ever. When we move on, Kelly, after the Speak Now TV era and it's time for 1989, we will be so upset. Okay, wait, wait. I actually, that's actually something very interesting that I was texting one of my friends about that I would like to say. Um, and it's so funny that this is coming just at the end of this episode. If you are still <laughs> listening, then you're going to get a good little nugget of information here. <laughs> so I was talking to my friend, Megan. Shout out to Megan. And she was saying that she's just really excited to keep getting vault tracks because they have really elevated the albums for her. Because she... Did it become a fan until like lover? Lover. I was slowly making her a fan for years and years and years just by <laughs> exposure. But I was trying to like explain something to her that I was like forming in my brain of how of the six albums that Taylor is re-recording, debut, uh, speak now, and red specifically. I feel like I just like there's not a lot of room left for me to fathom or understand those albums because I like I got them immediately. In like a really deep way Mm. and i connected to them in a really deep way like i feel like the vault tracks on red for a lot of people what they said oh this expanded my understanding of this album i feel like i already understood that yeah like i already got it but it's just so much more important to get 
songs from albums like Speak Now and Red because those are our most favorite and most personal yes. albums. We're getting new songs from our favorite albums of all time. That's amazing. Yes. And that's not to say that like with the Speak Now and the debut vault tracks, well, probably not debut because like I've heard probably all the songs that are going to be yeah. in the vault. But for Speak Now, this is one of those earlier albums that I'm really connected to that I haven't heard any of these vault songs. I mean, obviously it's going to further expand this album but um, I don't know how much it will deepen my understanding of this album because I feel like I do understand it. Yeah. It'll just give us some things in between the lines that we didn't have already. Yes. I feel like Speak Now is one of her most misunderstood albums. And it's definitely the album that we understand the best. <laughs> yes. But like with Fearless, I feel like when she released Fearless Platinum Edition, that was my like re-recording fathoming i get this album yeah, more and a lot of definitely. those platinum edition songs i love a lot of those almost more than i love some on the standard edition yeah so, definitely So like that was kind of my experience with that but like even exactly. when we got fearless taylor's version it did help cement that album for me as like the vault songs didn't really do that for me because i really feel like only mr perfectly fine and don't you were actually like fearless vault songs <laughs> But um, just to kind of experience the album again with Taylor is kind of what did that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Definitely. So did you see what Taylor said last night after singing Mr. Perfectly Fine? Yeah. She's like, I don't know why this didn't make the album. Yeah. <laughs> I just kind of am okay with it not being on the album. Maybe that's a controversial statement. Well, but. I would say it's because she wrote it after the album came out. <laughs> Probably. That's why. <laughs> but it's weird that she's – when she said that, I was like, is she lying to us right now? <laughs> I was like, what are you saying? Everybody loves a song and I get it. I like it. But it's not something that would elevate the album for me, in my opinion. The Platinum Tracks already did that. Yeah. So sorry for that tangent. That was totally unrelated. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoy this episode, we would love for you to subscribe or follow the podcast on your platform. And if you're a pathological people pleaser, you might feel so inclined to leave us a five-star review. <laughs> you're targeting the audience. <laughs> <laughs> and we will talk to you in the next episode whenever we talk about speak now tv track list and, and predictions predictions i have so much to say so much to say yeah i've yep. too many things to say that episode will be coming very very shortly after this one and stay tuned if you're not subscribed subscribe because our folklore and our lover album breakdowns are coming for those albums anniversaries and it's very exciting. And we have thoughts. We will talk to you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow us on Twitter at SwiftyPod13 and on Instagram at Further Explanation Pod. And we will talk to you again soon. Bye, Swifties. <laughs>